This is the Nine News Podcast. Coming up, inquiry begins into fatal defence helicopter crash. Police uninvited from Mardi Gras and the industries where the gender pay gap is largest. I'm Madeleine McNeil with this morning's Nine News podcast. The first public hearing into a fatal ADF helicopter crash off the Queensland coast is scheduled to begin today. Nine News reporter Siobhan Fay. Captain Daniel Lyne, Lieutenant Maxwell Nugent, warrant officer class 2 Joseph Laycock and Corporal Alexander Nags died when their MRH-90 Taipan helicopter crashed last year. They're on a nighttime training exercise when the helicopter ditched over water in the Whit Sundays. It took three months to recover the helicopter and the troubled fleet were retired last year. But many questions remained into how the fatal incident occurred. Last week, the independent inquiry was announced to be led by former Justice the Honourable Margaret McMurdo. The circumstances and causes of the deaths to determine whether actions or inactions by ADF personnel or other personnel were contributing factors to the crash will be probed. Today, the inquiry's first public hearing is scheduled to be held in Brisbane. Siobhan Fay, Nine News. An Australian pilot and two other workers kidnapped in Papua New Guinea have been released. They were taken captive in the country's remote highlands and have now been let go without harm. The country's police commissioner says the abductors are being tracked so they can face justice. A woman has been rushed into emergency surgery after being bitten by a shark in WA's Midwest. Nine News reporter Asha Gibbon. The 46-year-old was attacked by a two-metre tiger shark as she stood in waist-deep water at Sandland Island, about two and a half hours' drive north of Perth. The tourist was part of a large group on a sea lion tour and the only person attacked late on Monday morning. She was brought to shore on a private boat before being airlifted to Royal Perth Hospital in a critical condition. In Perth, Asher Gibbon, Nine News. Communities in Western Victoria are being evacuated due to a bushfire threat. Around 900 firefighters are working to contain a blaze near Ballarat, which has torn through 20,000 hectares and destroyed six homes. Catastrophic fire conditions are forecast in the next 24 hours. Residents are being told to leave now. In South Australia, residents will be grappling with intense heat, experiencing a final summer burst. Police have been uninvited from participating in Sydney's Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras Parade. The events board has made the decision as investigations continue into the deaths of Jesse Baird and his partner Luke Davies, allegedly at the hands of a serving police officer. Their bodies are yet to be found. Police will still be on duty at Saturday's parade. Fresh wages data for 5,000 private sector employers shows the gender wage gap is the worst in airlines, banks, construction and mining firms. The Workplace Gender Equality Agency report shows fewer than a third of businesses have a median gender pay gap between the target range. Spokeswoman Lucy Bradlow says this should be the moment to take action. Almost 50% of Australian employers have a gender pay gap over 9.1%. This means that any employer with a gender pay gap over 9.1% is not faring as well on gender equality as the other half of employers in the country. A US airman has died in hospital after setting himself on fire in protest outside the Israeli embassy in Washington, D.C. In a video streamed live online, the 25-year-old said he would no longer be complicit in genocide and repeatedly yelled, Free Palestine, after setting himself alight. 
More than half of Australians want the federal government to do more to achieve a ceasefire in Gaza. According to a survey by aid agencies, 30% of respondents say they'll take it into consideration when deciding their vote at the next election. Oxfam Australia Chief Executive Lynn Morgan says support for a ceasefire is high across the political spectrum. There are some differences across and between party lines, but it, honestly, overall, it's not significant. What's significant is how high the support is for an immediate ceasefire. And a new report suggests millennials will become the demographic most affected by arthritis. Monash University predicts more than 5 million Australians will live with a debilitating condition by 2040. On average, there will be 85,000 new cases of the disease each year. In finance, one Australian dollar is buying 65 US cents. Sport. Melbourne captain Max Gorn admits his relationship with exiled teammate Joel Smith is strained as a result of drugs allegations made against him. Smith remains provisionally suspended for allegedly testing positive to cocaine on match day and is now facing accusations of drug trafficking. Gorn says there's only so much he's allowed to do considering the ban. I will still see Joel. I'll see Joel for the rest of my life. Young family, friends of my young family. Certainly there's aspects that are difficult. We're not allowed to train or talk football with Joel. That's one of the rules. So that does put a strain on that relationship. But you're certainly allowed to check in and do all that. So that is something I'm doing. The Seagulls are spreading the word on Rugby League in Las Vegas ahead of this weekend's double header. Ticket sales have officially climbed past the 35,000 mark for the historic event at Allegiant Stadium. The Waratahs' decision to punt coach Rob Penny a few years ago could be about to haunt them. The Tars will this weekend face Super Rugby champions, the Crusaders, now coached by Penny. And India has recorded a five-wicket victory over England in Ranchi to win their Test Series 3-1. I'm Madeline McNeil and that's the Nine News podcast. For the latest in news, tune into Nine News at 6pm.